0: Hello and good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the MagicCast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 205. This evening, uh, we'll be reviewing the last game of the season and then doing some transfer talk. So, it was Roma 2, Spezia 1, Apollo Debala late, late penalty before eight minutes of added time, which meant Roma got into the Europa League and then we've got a relegation playoff between Spezia and Hellas Verona, which today was announced we'll be playing at Sassuolo. But we won't be talking about that. We'll be talking about Roma 2, Spezia 1, and some transfer. talk. So with me today is Joey. How are you, Joey?
1: Good, Scott. Uh, I'm glad the uh, season's finally, you know, coming to an end, long, grueling season, and uh, I'm good we're doing at least a final pod before the end of the year. And, yeah, uh, how are you doing?
0: I am cut. As many as you, many people know, I was at the game. And thanks to Maraska, I didn't eight minutes on at the end. And I stayed at the end, saw the players off. I didn't see Mourinho walking around or or any of the, the players under the curve of because I probably would have got back to my hotel close to 1 a.m., uh, but I got back about midnight, got no sleep, slept yesterday after watching a bit of the Hamburg-Stuttgart game because that was on Sky Couch Show with British commentary. So I saw this, the Hamburg goalkeeper absolutely cock it up with a with a mistake and Stuttgart one 3-1 and stayed in the Bundesliga, while well, Hamburg uh still in, in the Bundesliga too, um, but just chilled yesterday. Um, Came home today, I landed at like half one, was stuck on the runway for a bit, but due to um, those shuttle buses. (laughs) Love it when you fly and there's no (laughs) shuttle buses to to connect. But no, it was a really, really nice trip. Really good, really good food, football. Met up with two people. We met up with Lee Roberts and his friends and met up with Rosa. She joined us. We were talking about Test Cricket to one of Lee's Italian friends and trying to explain that. So three British people who love Test Cricket talking about that. But no, we talked a lot about football um, and stuff like that, about the weather, etc, etc.
1: Any? Uh, did you get any complaints about the, uh, the public transportation in Rome? Did you guys yes. speak about that?
0: Yes, Rosa did tell me about the the public transportation in Rome is at its finest. Yeah, we had a, we had a quiet talk about that. We also talked about a bald referee who's English and a certain handball, oh. second handball that wasn't given, but it still hurts. It still hurts. As I was telling Joey off pod, some of Lee's friends went to Budapest. There was like six of them and. There was a lot of a lot of Budapest, Budapest chats, along with the Coppa Italia Femenina, which Juventus won, and then just pre-chat about the game, which was on. Excuse me, which was on Sunday, and also the Spezia players were staying at a hotel I tried to book, and as I walked past to get some lunch at the Ponte Milvo, got Trapezino. I saw Federico Marchetti and about three other players in their Spezia training gear. And I was like, okay, are they staying there? And walked back to my hotel, walked to the ground from my hotel about half five to meet up with Lee and his friends. And then I saw the Spezia team coach. And I was thinking, that's why I couldn't book a room on the Saturday or or the Sunday, because there was probably about 30. Spezia players and staff there, and I was like, ah, oh, that makes sense. And they didn't park the bus. Well, potentially they did for a bit, but not in the second half.
1: They tried to,
0: they tried to, but failed. But no, um, I was at the game, but from a perspective of yours, how did you feel it went? Because it got a bit nervy right near the end, especially with the penalty and the red card, the, a debatable penalty. Um, Tammy's ACL injury. The second, the last 20 minutes, 25 minutes were very chaotic. So Spezia took the lead. It was, it was Nicolau, wasn't it? With the header at the back post. Zaleski with a cross come shot. And then the Dybala penalty in the 90th minute. He had the eight minutes of added on time. Um, there's a roman played like a 4231 then went back to a back 3 and then went to a 4 at the end but how did you feel that the game went?
1: i think you said it best it was uh it was nervy uh for roma because they still had something to play for and was on the line and they they seemed to be nervous uh trying to go for the win cuz uh, obviously any draw points they would have been uh conference league bound so Spezia took an unlikely lead, I, I would say, from, you know, the, the, I, I don't remember, Scott, who took the shot or the cross, but I don't think it was aimed for Nicolao. I think he just tried to put the ball back in like aimlessly and it just happened to fall on his head. Brilliant header, though. But once they took that lead, I think Roma got a little nervous, but then we got our own luck back with, uh, with Zaleski. Uh, him, him too. It, you don't know if it was a cross or a shot. So, luckily, that went in. And also, playing uh, to me, it looks like we we're playing uh, a man light because of Maresca being just being on the field, just having him there. <laughs> I mean, uh, he he reminds me of a, a bald referee that that refed us on Wednesday. That we try not to speak about. He he reminds me of him. So
0: there was um, a charge was a it's charge hard around sorry to interrupt. Of, uh, Maresca Prezzo di merda Maresca Prezzo di merda oh yeah went, <laughs>
1: yeah they say it all, they say it all the time that it's, went around like five every time you're at Roma games yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's it's every time you're Roma games it's hard to win that game you need everything to go right because he's gonna be right there if um you know he's gonna be right there if he can give you any sort of disadvantage Maresca against Roma he certainly would, and we we attacked a lot in the second half. I, I tweeted out saying Roma had seventy percent of the ball possession first half, and actually ended with sixty. I'm like, you won't see this very often. So we we, we gave it our all. Um, the fact that DiBala played uh, over a hundred minutes was incredible, incredible to see. And Roma back-to-back games playing over a hundred minutes is just insanity. So I don't know where they found the energy. Uh, they really push forward again, like it is all year. The attack—it's just they're—they're they're not in sync together. If it's not DiBala, it's really like it, it seems like he's a step ahead of everybody, and it just—it just doesn't work. You had Balotti who officially Scott—he ended up with zero goals in thirty-one mm. games uh, over a thousand minutes. Couldn't believe it. And once we get to the market talk, this is just. You know, we the we had the positive winning the game, but we had so much negative news, and one of them was we automatically renewed Bellotti.
0: That, that's that not was, in, in hindsight. That's not bad because I think Mourinho can get a tune out of him in his second season. Because I, he, I he, hope
1: so. Yeah. I hope so. My my worry, my worry. I, I can have a little bit of hope that he'll do better. I mean, he couldn't do any worse. I know people saying have a proper preseason training and it'll help, which I think it will. I think him being a little higher up rather than trying to always be defensive will help. But I just really hope he scores Scott. The The only, the one thing that worries me is I hope Roma with the automatic trigger, the salary they're paying him, because that's a big thing is about budgets and salaries and finances is not the same. I hope it's structured in a way where it gives Roma more breathing room to get other players, especially strikers. And we'll get to that part when we get to the, the market, but he didn't have a good game. And then Tammy comes on Scott and well, that you know, was the, bad. yeah, the big, uh, yeah, I'm, I feel for the player and also at Roma, it puts us in a tough situation for the market because we need to have a, a sale by June 30th. And, you know, he was one of the big names, him and Ibanez and he ruptures ACL. Well, there goes, you know, maybe 30, 40 to 45 million. So we have him for another year. He's not going to be back for at least nine months, I would I would say. And by the time you really get back into shape, so it's it's going to be a long road ahead for Tammy. So that was unfortunate for both for us and for Abraham. But luckily, I mean, Maresca finally made a good call. I think maybe the penalty was a little iffy on El Sharari. It was soft. It, it was, was soft, but soft. I think he was making up for the non-Dabala call. Debala, I think, yeah. think Dabala's foul was 100% a penalty.
0: That's why I to you because from where I was, it looked a penalty. The one on Al-Sharari, I, I saw it the next morning. On I think I saw it on Sport Italia and then Due. And then I did see a bit of it on... Dominica Sportiva. God, that went on for a long time um, on Sunday nightslash Sunday morning, uh, Monday morning. But that uh, El one, that one, it looked like a coming together. I think there was a makeup call. Did he send off, was it Ampadu or Amian? Did he send off?
1: Uh, that, that's funny. I was going to mention that, Scott, because the the one who fouled him was Amian, but the one he booked was Ampadu. So I I don't even know who he actually ended up sending off.
0: No, it was strange. Then you had It, just, it was. Then you had 8 minutes of chaos at the end where the, I think Morasco was just adding more time on. The guy next to me had his this uh, the timer on his phone <laughs> from before from straight after the goal was given when Moraska went over to the Spezia bench to talk to some of the spetsy players on the bench and the staff and Semplici. The guy next to me started his timer (laughs) after with that. I think he got to about seven and a half minutes, eight minutes, bang on, and then it, it was over, but Overall, it was...
1: Yeah, he did say, uh, Scott, Maresca did say, uh, because I saw it close up on the camera, he said from here, which was just after the goal, he was going to add seven minutes. He even put number seven on his fingers and he said starting now, which was after the goal. So I made sure I timed this because I know Maresca would give as much time as he can to other teams. It was the 90... first minute when he said this because we scored and we celebrated. He said bang seven on 90. minutes.
0: 90, yeah, because Tabala scored bang on 90. I yeah, so
1: 91, he said seven minutes. So that's yeah. supposed to be to the 98th minute, and then at that point, he said, I'm adding an extra minute because I don't know if there was an injury or a cramp. He even pointed the number one. Scott, it ended up happening that we ended up playing 12 minutes. We played to 102, 103, which we're only supposed to play to about 98, 99. Jesus. So yeah, we we ended up playing over 100 minutes of the actual game. It ended up being uh I remember cuz um Shmurudov got a yellow card he right did. at the end and that was he the did. minute. For the,
0: yes. For the foul on the minute
1: Exactly. So God, he gave as much right time now. as he could. Right. And it was just so chaotic cuz they knew Juventus won so they were pushing everything to uh, to stay in in Europa League and I think that was a big thing for even for Dybala and when it comes to market I'm glad he scored like like this guy has I know we didn't win on that Wednesday but this guy Scott he has such a like he has ice cold veins such a winning mentality you can put him in any pressure spot and he's gonna deliver and he did it again and it was important because Europa League is a much bigger deal than for Dybala than the Conference League. I know the biggest is Champions League, I get it. But he even mentioned, you can tell, that it was very big to at least make your Opa league. I, I don't see Dybala playing for a team that, you know, is all the way down in the Conference League. So I'm super glad they were able to hold out for the win. We, you can tell the guys were tired. And yeah, it was just, it was such a nervy game. But at least, like I said, you know, when we did the episode after um, Budapest, is, I'm glad they they ended up, they ended up winning, winning and getting a proper send off for the Roma fans.
0: Definitely, definitely, And they got a well deserved send off at the end. I think I stayed till about quarter past eleven, and then got some ice cream afterwards, and then got back to my hotel about just before midnight. Uh, there was a lot of Roma fans left as they went past the Tribuna Tevere, and then there's quite a few people and a lot of people stayed in the curva sud. Um, and then you got a, a relegation playoff between Spezia and Verona now because both teams is it thirty one points they both finished on because Verona lost their way at AC Milan and then Slatan said goodbye to football. Um but that's gonna be interesting. Um overall it the last eight games it feels like it, it was a Something that you really should have, or it was could have for Roma, wasn't it? Because they could have got Champions League, but Europa League, you had all the eggs in the basket. It was everything that we could have played for, especially with Atalanta demolishing Monza and Cup scoring one of the goals of the season. Juventus going away to... take a eight. goal, by the way. Yeah, hell of a goal. Juventus going what away to...
1: regret Scott, not signing. Oh. regret. I have wanted him to he was linked. Was
0: it 12 million?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that much. Well, that much in terms of, you know, football transfers.
0: Yeah, 12 million euros. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and then you had Juventus winning away at Udine, thanks to Federico Chiesa. Um, that was also a very good goal, a lovely finish. That had some implications for Roma because there were... 20 minutes in to the end, they were in the Conference League. Then Dybala scored the penalty. You got you got Europa League. Are you happy with, with sixth in Europa League football? It's the last eight games in Serie A is probably feeling like something would have, could have, should have.
1: Yeah, am I happy, Scott? If you want to review a little bit of the season, I can't say I am. The goal is always to make Champions League, but I do... I do agree a little bit with Mourinho. I said he he helped soften the blow of the loss on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, he said he said, "Look, Roma weren't prepared to make Champions League, and maybe at this point they weren't, but obviously it's an ob- it was an objective of ours." Um, your prediction, honestly, Scott, would have came through if they knew more so of Juventus' situation, and maybe if they got out of the cup earlier, but you can't really just say, I'm going to you know, not play in, in Europa League, just give up the cup and focus on Champions League. It's it hard, especially for a coach like Mourinho. So the season was a little disappointing. The Europa League run was tremendous. I mean, we were penalty kicks away from making it. But you're right. I think those eight games, if Roma showed even 75%, 80% of the intensity they put into Spezia for most of those eight games, they would have had. They would have came away with a lot more points. Sure. I saw more intensity in the Spezia game than I did the uh, previous eight games they played in the league before that. So you can tell this really shows that Roma were all in for the Europa League. And once they were eliminated, playing for Spezia was playing a, was playing for something, which was making Europa League. And you can tell they had way, way more intensity that game than they did games in the likes of Monza, Bologna, um Salernitana, Fiorentina. So I think they would have made it if they focused on the league. But uh, I mean, they made a, a gamble. Unfortunately, it didn't pay off. But yeah, at least Europa League, they make it. And like Dybala said, they want. Re- I think it was Dybala or, or somebody said that they want revenge for, for next Europa League. And I kind of hope they make a deep run at it next season.
0: No, that's fair enough. I was thinking the same. We will be doing an end-of-season review next week where we're going into a lot more detail about the Serie A season. But there's still one game left, and the season's not complete. There's still a Champions League final to be played of and a Conference League final to be played of, um, where there's two Italian teams. I did see West Ham fans at Heathrow this afternoon, so they're on their way to Prague. Um, My taxi driver, as I was coming into Rome, was an Inter fan, and let's just say he's not hopeful for Saturday. He says they'll probably lose 4-1 with Haaland scoring a couple, but no, I, I, I agree. Um, if Roma would have picked off points against Salernitana, against Bologna, that Cremonese game and Lecce game were the two killers in February where they could have picked up points... But yeah, you had, you had your, all your eggs in the Europa League basket, and were just two refereeing decisions and a and spot keep, spot kicks away from from winning it. And then Seville go and lose to Real Sociedad on the final day of the season. Half of them probably still pissed from from from, from Budapest. But no, no, six was okay because um, Napoli just one at canter um, on a non roma question who do you think is going to stay up spezia or hellas
1: oh that's tough um, i'm still going to go with spezia mm. i i think um, i think some of their they just they just seem to as i mentioned i think it was last part when we we had a discussion about the relegation battle i just think they have um, a better chance of winning a game like this, especially given that all season they've seemed to have upset teams, and I don't know if Verona has uh, at all. So it, it, I mean, if Spezia show up, I think on their day they're better than Hellas Verona. So it's, I mean, we'll wait to see, but I really think Spezia gave us a much harder time. Uh, Then I think Hellas Rona gave to Milan, so if that's any good indication, they've also beaten some bigger teams. So I'm going to go with Spezia.
0: I'm also going with Spezia. I was quite impressed on what I saw live from them. Um, We're going to talk about one or two players that have been linked to Roma later on. But yeah, I think Spezia probably have the uh, the form because they beat Milan. AC Milan, sorry. At home, didn't they, 2-0 not so long ago in April. They gave Roma a pretty good game and were pretty unlucky not to get anything out of it thanks to a dubious penalty call. They they defended really well in their back three. I think it's going to be interesting to see. Also, you've got the Serie B playoff final and you've got Bari Caleri. I watched the end of Caleri Parma. Oh, sorry, Palmer, Caleri because that was on Sky Calcio on Saturday evening, and Callery won on angry at 3-2, drawing 0-0 at the Tardini. That's going to be good, because you could have the return of Bari to Serie A, or Callery after a year out with Ranieri in charge. So you've got a relegation playoff, and then the playoff of Serie B. There's going to be two interesting or three interesting games because the playoff in Serie B is over two legs. Um, there was some controversy in that game and I did WhatsApp you I said guess who the referee is in that game. And you got yeah, it straight away. And,
1: <laughs> uh, or Sato I I just I guess he referees uh, Serie B games if it's uh, really important.
0: Yeah. I think he I, does I didn't it. know
1: that. I thought he was strictly Serie A.
0: Uh, there was there was some Serie, I think some Serie A officials do Serie B games, but yeah, that's interesting. I won't ask you, who you want to play next season Bari or Caleri? But
1: Bari, I, I'm gonna say Scott between the two. Bari, just it's not that I dislike Calary, it's just Calary, Scott always give Roma a hard time. Mm, so I, wanna, I want to avoid them. I still have Scott if there's one, you know, I have a few Roma scars for in my heart and one of them is actually Caleri. I don't know if you'll ever remember this, but when Roma tied Caleri and Calgari had nine men when Marco Saus scored a goal on Robin Olsen, that scarred me for for a, a two, long two long two time. Game? Is that
0: yes. Two? Yeah, but remember too. I don't all.
1: I cannot I I cannot comprehend how even when they were up 2-1, the other team has two red cards, you allow a simple through ball over the top. To Marco Sal, and he scored the tying goal in the dying seconds, but while only having nine men, I, I don't understand how that happened. So they always struggle against Cagliari, and I just don't want Roma to face them twice next year.
0: It'd be good to see Bari. To be honest, it'd be good to see the team back in Serie A. were uh, relegated last season with Venezia, and who else went down last season?
1: Oh, it's gonna... uh, uh Cagliari,
0: and Genoa. Genoa. Uh, oh, yes. Genoa went up. And they're uh, back up now. So did Frozanone. Um, Sampdoria Sam got relegated, so there's two seasons in a row. We won't have to derby down De a La lanterna. But, no, um, it'd be great to see either club. I would love to see Bari back in A because that fan base and that ground – when it's full to capacity is amazing. Um, I think that stadium was built for the World Cup. They think, Bar. when was Bari last in Serie A? It must have been the early 2010s. Uh, cause they've been in Serie G, they've been in Serie B. Um, it's one of De Laurentiis' clubs, or was, was one. Yeah. Is it, is his son in the owner? Uh, yes, I believe so. Uh, that would be interesting to see. Uh, There'll be some interesting games. Um, we do have listeners' questions also, but do you want to talk about the crazy season? It's already started already. Um, and there was rumours yesterday of Paolo Maldini and Massaro leaving Milan. That's now official. Um, which I would like very... Massaro
1: back, Scott. Yeah. In you know, my honest opinion. I I think he do well. Uh, Mourinho wants another, and I firmly believe that this rumor is true. Mourinho wants another strong, uh, strong voice, and maybe Massara can be it. If it's not Tati, of course,
0: I think or De Rossi. he's done
1: the, Or De Rossi, but I always say De Rossi is going to look to be a coach. So um, I think M- Massara did very well uh, with Roma for his time. He knows the market well. I mean, he was part of this discovering Leal, Thiel Hernandez. Uh, They got Magnan. I know they didn't have a good market last year with the Catalari and Rigi, but I would have full confidence in Massara. I I think he'd do well for the club. If he just has a strong voice like Mourinho wants Mm -hmm. and is able to find good players, I mean, he would be a perfect fit to come back to Rome.
0: He resigned at Milan because Maldini got sacked, which was preposterous. It's a club legend. Uh, that's that's been a weird 24 hours if you're a Milan fan, sorry if we're dissecting uh, dissecting, digressing sorry um, I'm tired, sorry, it's been a long couple of days but we're going to transfer rumours because um, <clears throat> Calcio Mercato is, is starting already players are, release, are getting released from clubs, the Serie A season is over so, in the last few, last day and a half Roma have been linked with Icardi Lukaku and Barlo Zola, which I I would take as a like a backup striker. Uh Tielemans, the the Husamawa and Indika deals look set to be done. Diego Llorente, maybe on a, a discount. Um Maddie Camera, Genie Veinalden who got booed as he came onto the pitch and got booed poor guy before the game, I've got a video, I will post it on the socials later, probably tomorrow, but yeah, it's going to be a weird next two months, because Mourinho is set to stay, because the PSG job is set to go to uh, Nagelsmann, Uh, after they won Liga, Gautier looks set to be sacked, and it's going to be Nagelsmann, which means... As Mourinho did his walk around the ground, he was pointing to staying here. I think he'll stay and then just see his contract out, and if or if, give him an extension. Um now, Al Sharari with a contract extension, which is excellent news because I feel he's been one of Roma's best players, but we're heading into the city season, aren't we?
1: Yeah, we are. Um, I kind of enjoy it. I know there's always a lot of... Uh like bullshit type rumors that go around, but I I just enjoy the kind of chaos of it. I don't know why uh, I like following it. Um, so there's going to be a lot of, lot of players going to be linked to Roma because everyone's expecting Roma to uh, make the team better. Uh, Pinto has a tough job ahead. Uh, I don't know if you saw Scott, but uh, supposedly Mourinho had, a already an encounter with the Friedkins and he apparently supposedly was satisfied in what direction they were going Mm -hmm. so I mean for a guy like Mourinho if he's satisfied I think they're going to do everything possible to make this team better Uh, I cannot see how they can make it worse again they could be wrong on certain players and evaluations but they're definitely going to give it an effort now, can they spend a lot of money on the market? It depends, financial fair play and the agreement. The only thing I know is they have to sell somebody by uh, the end of June,
0: June yeah.
1: uh, to help with the request, but they're going to have room in the summer. They still got to replace Zaniolo. They're going to have to replace guys like Genie and Matty Camera because I don't think Wijnaldum going to come back. And I don't think he deserves to be booed, Scott, I mean. It's just he had a rough season with injury. It's it, it's kinda hard on him. Too bad it didn't work out, but uh mm-hmm. Awar seems to be taking his place and I think they're gonna certainly try to get another midfielder, whether it be for Tezi, uh I would hope for Tielemans. I know he's I know he's very good, so uh but yeah, they're gonna have to try to improve. Um you mentioned Enzo Scott. I do like him as a as a striker he scored i mean he scored 13 goals with
0: spezia i, think, I mean yeah, i think he scored is it 45 or close to 50% of their goals this season in serie a
1: yeah yeah it's it's very very close cuz uh, he scored 13 and they scored like in the low 30s i'll get the oh, okay. uh, exact exact amount later but it's it's pretty close to it i mean he was their entire offense obviously the season before this season he, he didn't have a good year but he's had at least 2 out of the 3 seasons scored 10 plus goals and for a team like spezia i mean you're working with a lot of with a lot of scrap in terms of offensive mm. production so two and only three were penalties out of out of 13 but the the biggest stat that i like scott and you know i like uh, talking about xg he at least overperformed a little bit so he actually scored what he was expected not not what we're used to seeing where, you know, Tammy Abraham will have an expected goals of like 15 and scored seven. At least Enzo has scored 13 off of 11 expected goals, which was nice to see. So he's actually scoring what he needs to. And you saw him live, Scott. He has speed, he has physicality, and he can hold up the ball. Oh. That, I think, is something Roma needs.
0: With abundance, um, he gave Gianluca Mancini a horrible time on Sunday. I think that's probably a point where Jose slash forty went to a back three just to give him a bit of cover at the back, but he held the ball up really, really well and brought in players like Esposito in the midfield and brought up the wide guys and Giazzi. I thought Giazzi played well and he, he looked a little bit frustrated when he got subbed off, but I've been impressed with Inzola. He looks... I think he has the attributes to be a very, very, very good striker. I think he has the attributes to be a good backup striker for Roma. I wouldn't see it as the number one. I do feel that there may be some other targets out there. Like, I I sort of, about Lukaku. If they get Lukaku, I'll I'll be dancing in the streets. (laughs) (laughs) Because his end of form with Inter from, what would you say, Easter? After he oh, it was back. crazy like, it's it's been phenomenal. This was pre uh, this was like Covid season, Lukaku, where him and uh, Latara Martinez were unplayable, uh, Lalu as they call him, but um, he had his injury problems. Akadi, I don't know how well he's done in, in Turkey, but I know Galatasaray won the league this season and they have. Merton, Zaniolo, Icardi—just a hell of a talented bunch Icardi of players. has
1: actually done very well. He's actually done very well. He's had a like a rejuvenated season. The problem is, is I don't think Icardi fits. Uh, I don't think he fits Roma style. But he, he Moble, yeah, yeah, he he's uh, done tremendous. God, he scored. I think it was twenty-two goals in twenty-four games. Ooh. Again. Yeah, again, this is in the Turkish league. We know the quality is less, but he still he still scored them. The problem is, Scott, I don't think he fits Roma. He, he reminds me a little more of Tammy and less of Enzola and uh, Lukaku. Lukaku, in a sense, he gets, he gets uh, let's say, passes, or he gets on the end of passes, crosses, through balls, and he's a predator in the box looking to finish. I think in Jose style, you need someone who can bring the ball down from the air and can hold up the play and bring everyone else in. Kind of like what Lukaku does, what uh, Enzela kind of does, what Zapata does. I think those work better for Mourinho than someone like Tammy who wants the ball to his feet and wants to run on to uh, passes. That's where that's where I think I don't think Icardi will fit. That's my opinion, but... Again, that's why I, uh, it's it's going to be hard to find that type of physical striker we need, but hopefully hopefully they can. And th- it was a good thing you brought up, uh, Scott, about Enzola as well, to be a backup striker, which I fully agree. Now, the thing is, you have Belotti. Do you think Roma is going to have the room to get a third? Because I certainly cannot see Enzola and Belotti being your only two strikers, if that's the case. I don't think they'll upgrade at all. They'll need a number one, but... Will Roma have the budget to do it? It's something that I'm kind of worried about. I don't know if they'll be able to do it.
0: No, that's the um, that's the million dollar question, isn't that? Um Do you feel like the free the free market is going to be important to them this in this summer?
1: Uh, yeah, either free or some guys on loan. I keep seeing things like uh, even Al uh, Alvaro Morata, maybe, but I, I don't I know. I saw that as well. I'm not sure if he fits uh, Roma style either. I I don't know if he fits, and I don't think he's had a great season. But they're going to have to really look around to find a number one striker. Because, again, I would take Anzala 100%, but I don't think he can be your main guy in, um, in crucial games. The thing is, who are you going to find? Lukaku's a good shout, especially his end-season form, but I think he'll do everything to stay at Inter. So that's going to be Pinto's. One of Pinto's number one jobs is to find a number one uh, striker. But Pinto has a lot to do, Scott. Like, yes, I don't think he will fix it all. You definitely can't. But there's a lot. There's a lot to be done. I, I still think Roma should improve at wing backs. We haven't even spoken about wing backs. Um, I think maybe you need someone a little younger more fresh than either Spinazzola. You know, Karsdorp is a huge question mark. He might not be there, so you'll need somebody in that position as well and even goalkeeper we haven't talked about patricio mm. but if it were up to me i've enjoyed patricio two years i think he's been a massive upgrade over what we had before in olsen and lopez for us but i i think there you, you he's kind of getting older and you can tell his reactions aren't the same so I, I would want them to improve that spot as well now do they have the finances to do it i'm not quite sure it really depends what what opportunities are out there
0: Agreed. We will go more, more, more in depth about the transfer market in the next week in the review pod. Um should we finish with listeners questions?
1: Yes. Let's see what we have today.
0: Right. I sent out a tweet. When did I send a tweet? It might have been when I was yeah, when I was eating breakfast yesterday in my hotel. Uh we got some questions. Uh we got one two, three. Uh, and we got some stats as well uh, from Paul Jones about um, team statistics from goal types, from open plays, set pieces, penalties, counter attacks, own goals um, from home and away. And overall, I know you're a stats man. So I'll send that to you to take a look thank you very much Paul for sending that Joey is our stats man and he does like to have a look so that is on on our Twitter uh, Joey I will send that to you by the way
1: yeah send it over uh, I'm going to look at it
0: right uh Marco Galovic how's Tommy comment on on low amount of points and goals scored why do we struggle against every team we play since Mourinho come to Roma Comment on on low amount of attacking moves and ball possession. Who takes responsibility for a disastrous seasons and how many more excuses for Jose?
1: Uh, We always get one of these, Scott. I I know there's people that either love or kind of go against Mourinho. It's tough to say. I I think it's a mixture. Um, The season before, I'll give a good example. The season before, I don't think we complained as much as this year about offense. I think mm. we were much better on offense, and Josie ran the same system. I think it depends on the type of players you have, really. I, I think it it depends on it. Not having somebody like Mkhitaryan in the midfield was a huge loss for us. We never actually replaced them. As good as Matic and Cristante Chris, were uh, in their own aspects, you need somebody like... Uh, Mikatarian, which Wijnaldum was supposed to be, but he got injured, who can move the ball. And secondly, we I, I said it, uh, guys like Tammy and Balotti, they scored seven goals between them. And you can blame, I do blame partly Mourinho. He's not, you know, it's not 100% on him, nor the players. I do blame him partly. Like, in terms of Balotti, I know he had to do a lot of defensive work. I get it, but I don't think Jose's system has changed in two years. I think it's been Somewhat similar, and uh, Abraham scored 27 goals last she- season all competitions. I don't think the fours were, were good this year. I think it's a, a little bit of a mix. I think it is harder to score because Jose is more defensive, but I do think they both had a disappointing year. Tammy Abraham was missing open nets. Um, Bilotti, I'm sorry, just couldn't create much, and Shamorudov was a disappointment as well. So uh, Roma, I think Scott ended... With either the fourth or fifth best expected goals, but they only had the twelfth best attack. So there are cool. stats for you. So, yeah, a lot of the players, a lot of the players really, really underperform. Uh, I mean, Tammy was missing sitter after sitter. That you can't blame on the coach. That's you know, that's the player in himself. So, I I agree. It's a little bit of both, and I think I figured out. I, I'm speaking about Tammy Bellotti. I know they're going to keep him. He could work with Jose, but I think there's profiles like we mentioned, more physical strikers that can hold up the ball better, that will work a lot better with Jose. So I, I know it's I know I, I'm being a little neutral here, but I really think it's a little bit of both of what's happening with the attack between mm. the players and Mourinho. But maybe it could change next year. We don't know. I mean, but we need we need we need better production out of out of the strikers. That's for sure.
0: As a caveat to Marco's question was the Dybala signing, he's now the key man in the team, where Tammy was the key man in the team last season in the attack? Looks like the focal point in the attack has changed. Do you feel that that's why Abraham's goals-to-game ratio overall this season has floundered? It
1: could be, but Dybala-type player, Scott, I I would... I would think, um, I would think it would it would have actually improved Abraham, but mm-hmm. apparently not. Uh, because I think if you put a striker next to Dybala, um, I think they they should only get better because Dybala is is not the one that's just gonna, you know, steal all your glory and score the goals. Like this guy can 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 play make and he can score, so he's supposed to be helping the strikers out. I would say yes, in a sense of uh, if if uh, there were certain situations where Tammy were open and he missed a lot of passes, them, but I don't think it's the case. I think Tammy just had a really bad year. I think he was down in confidence. I think he even said it himself. Um, he wasn't at his best. He wasn't. I think he wasn't fully focused. So there were definitely things going on with him. Uh, look, the Scott, the the miss against Verona. Like, oh. n- nothing was ever as bad as that. But and Atalanta at home. And at, yeah, Atalanta on a couple of occasions, nothing is ever worse than the Verona miss, but he had chances like that all season and he kept missing them. So um, I just, I, I, yeah, I just, I, I think, like I said, I think it's a bit of both. And uh, I think balla deserves to be the star man. He, when he's there, our offense clicked. Uh, so to me, that comes down to the players. If if it was purely tactics, Scott, no matter who you have, they should look really bad under Mourinho but Diabala looked great It just I don't think he had much around him to support to um to help our attack get better so that's where the hope is for the summer is to improve that department and again Pellegrini had a down year we haven't mentioned him but I think he had another role he seemed a lot more box to box and this guy was coming back a lot more defensively so I understand why offensively it wasn't fully there for him but I, I think he'll be improved next year, and I, I believe we'll see an improved attack at Roma next season.
0: Agreed, agreed. I think the summer transfer Mercato is going to be key in what setup Jose does next season. Does he stick with the three, or does he go into the more fluid of the four, which worked pretty well in two parts on Sunday and it parts this season in Serie A? Uh, we've got two more questions. Uh, got one from Danny, who is, has been on the podcast before, and this is a really, really, really good question. Um, Paulo Fonseca managed sixty-two points and seventh in his final season. This season, Mourinho got sixty-three points and reality seventh too. After investing over a hundred million, what does Roma have to show to? Uh, sorry, what does Roma have to show for these two years under the second highest-paid manager in the league?
1: Uh hey, it's a good question. Not much. The seasons have been disappointing. Um I I really can't for me I, I can't go around it. Uh they've invested a hundred million, sure, but they've also gotten of players. But you can invest five hundred million, Scott, if you don't get the right players. I don't it's think it'll fail. work. No manager yeah. was working at Chelsea and yeah, no manager I mean no manager really worked at Chelsea. They they had six hundred uh, what was it, six hundred million in one transfer window, or four hundred something? They they had a lot of money, and it didn't work for them either. So, for sure, Mourinho's got to figure it out on the league. I mean, it's not all on the players; it's not all on Mourinho as well. Mourinho definitely has to figure it out in the league. It has to it has to improve one hundred percent. We improved in certain areas like defense mentality, but offense they, they got to get it, they certainly got to get it right. I, I think. If they can have a good transfer market, maybe uh, Jose realized that they'll focus on Europa League, ne- uh, not Europa League. They'll focus on the league a lot more next year. And if we can get a fully healthy Dybala and a proper striker with him, who knows? If we could just score a few more goals, I think we're and no injuries. I think we're in Champions League. So, but Danny is right. Uh, he's performed the same as Fonseca with uh, with a hundred million invested, and yeah, he just. It just it didn't work out. Uh, actually, Scott, I'll also mention we did invest a hundred million or whatever the case is, but two years ago, and again, some of these guys just they didn't work out. We invested only seven million last year, so it's it's tough situation with financial fair play. But I don't know. I Marino's kind of grown on me a little bit, but he does need to figure it out this season, or else we might be talking about a different manager come the the next season after
0: maybe another year zero again. Um, I think he's done well in Europe. I would agree with that, that he's got Conference League, one of the Conference League, took us to the heights of the Europa League final, but there's been games in Serie A where Roma struggled. Remember the run pre-World Cup, where Roman were disastrous, couldn't buy a win? Uh, The Torino game is probably one of the worst ones I've seen, even though they got a one-all draw. There's been games where they've been found wanting, so the Cremonese defeat, the Lecce defeat, the game against Sassuolo, where at the time we were saying, ah, it's going to be fine, but that was the killer. And then they threw their eggs in the Europa League final, uh, the Europa League basket, sorry, and then the Serie A form has just dropped off a little bit. I think it's just trying to find a balance between the two. If they can, Mourinho's got it cooking. But there has been points where Roma have floundered this season and it has been painful to watch. It's just, I think it is just trying to find that striking balance. Would you agree with that?
1: Certainly, and this is also. I'll mention Pinto Scott is. I firmly believe whether Mourinho's the coach or somebody else, I don't think we're deep enough. I think Mourinho is right in that case. Yes, I do yeah. not think we're deep enough. I really realized it against Sassuolo. I'm glad you mentioned it. it was one of the game. I really realized when we're missing a piece, we seem to fall apart. So if we were playing bad with the eleven, we always have the the strongest eleven. I understand if we always play bad, then that's who we are. But I find we play well at times with the 11, well and then we come into the situation where we always overuse the players so they mm-hmm. get tired, but we don't have anyone to back up. And this is where I think Pinto really, really needs to find players that can help contribute. And so that, that's why I said it's always going to be a mix on everything. You can't just blame the coach, you can't just blame the players, and you can't just blame the uh, sporting director or the general manager. I really think it's a mix of three, but I'll always have full confidence that I think Pinto can get it right. I think Mourinho can imbro- improve and I think the players can improve come next season.
0: Hear, Um Our final question is from Araplanino. Uh Firstly, thanks, Scott, for the content this season. A lot of great pods this year, and we'd love to see some classic 90s, 2000s episodes again this offseason. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Never know, might be something down in the pipeline. Um, With Tammy's injury, how do you think it impacts our transfer strategy?
1: Oh, it impacts a lot. He was one of the players to be sold so they can Mm. fund the market. So now they're going to have to find creative ways to do it. I, I keep reading the reports about Ibanez being sold. So that might come. And for me, Scott, I've always defended Ibanez. I know people kind of wanted him gone uh, because of a lot of his blunders, but the, his athleticism, I think, when you sign in Dicka, this is what I was talking about depth. If you sign in Dicka and kept a, Ibanez, if we were, you know, we had such a huge budget, I, I thought that would have been amazing for Roma. But ultimately, it's not the case. So, yeah, it's going to change our, our market. I think Ibáñez will have to be sacrificed, and we might have to suffer one or two players in another position because they're going to have to be sure they signed at least one striker, um, if not two.
0: Yeah, I do feel that maybe other players will be sacrificed. Um, Spinazzola, Solbakken. Possibility. I did, yeah, I did re Bakham. Um maybe on loan for, for a year in Serie A or Serie B. Uh, who else could be sucked?
1: Well, that, while you're thinking that, Scott, it, it all depends on the loanees, right? So guys agree, like yeah. Klybert, uh, Perez, and VR, what's going to happen with them? I thought Perez and Clybert actually had decent seasons, but again, just like the, the Spanish league, they're like us, they're like the Serie A. They don't have... Uh, they don't really have the money like the Serie a does either. They're them too. They're not the richest oh, of teams. It's only the Premier League.
0: Valencia are yeah, h- horrifically in debt. They are, they've got, I think, the half-built stadium, new stadium. They had a dreadful season. I think they finished 16th or 17th in La Liga. Um, I watched a couple of their games recently. Klaiver's done pretty well. Um Carlos Perez was Saltavigo. Vigo. Salta Vigo were on a, a massive spiral uh, where they only won their last game of the season and managed to survive, where Real Valladolid got relegated. So I'm just looking at the league table now. So with those two teams, uh, Valencia might be going in a new direction. So Valencia finished 16th uh, and Salta Vigo finished 13th and there was only... Sevilla so the got relegated on 40 points. Might get relegated in a league table with 40 points. So Almeria had 41 and then Valencia, Getafe, Cádiz had 42 and Celta had 43 and they finished 13th. Sevilla, Sevilla uh finished 12th with 49 but Cliver had not a bad season but it's just thinking who's going to um, he's going to take your, take him off our hands. Will Valencia it, do it? It or depends.
1: It? If Valencia do it, Scott, it, it, they gotta, they're got they going to ask for a discount. I, I discount. can already see this a mile away. But he was close to Fulham, right? So um, He
0: was, yeah. It, Fulham had a really good it season always happens as
1: well. Where, exactly. It always happens where teams return for uh, for players. So maybe they'll come around or be, be a Premier League club. They'll offer... Him is seeing how well he did with Valencia. Same with Perez. Maybe they'll, they'll find a team to, in uh, La Liga to purchase him. The only one I really have confidence out of all the guys we loaned out or put them with an option to buy is really Vina. Um, there's talks about Bournemouth yeah, wanting Bournemouth, to redeem him. Yeah. Uh, I thought he did well, very well, scored two pretty important goals, especially as a left back for them. So, um, I think, so if he can go and a few guys, I mean, it might, you know, help finance financial bu- budget and then it, it's all about being creative, right? So, uh, something like Fratesi, uh, you know, they talk about taking youngsters like Vopato. So you got to get creative that way. Maybe Enzalad will come at a lot cheaper if they throw in Shamordov. So it's, Pinto's got to get really creative. And, um, from the question, it, it starts with the attack because, I think one of their biggest priorities is getting a number one striker uh, mm. this option to work with Dybala, Pellegrini, and the rest.
0: I'm just looking at Clive at stats this season. In Serie a. Six and A. 6-26, four yellows, uh, Carlos Perez away at Celta. Uh, I'm just looking at his stats. Uh, three goals and 35 with five assists. Celta had a hor- horrific run of form where I think they lost like six or seven in a row but they beat yeah, Barcelona uh but they beat Barcelona on the final day this day up. Uh Barcelona already won the league and um Gabi Viega, Ve- who is the stud and star of Celta, uh, looks scored the two goals. But you have returning players, so what was it? VR Villar- he won't be at Roma no more. Kitafé, uh, I don't think, don't want to take the the agreement because I don't think he hit the right amount of games. Um, no, Cliver, he did not. Unfortunately, Cliver. I thought Perez may have signed for Celta permanently, but if it's just a loan with an option to buy, uh, you have to get It's rid an of option. All- it depends.
1: Yeah, it depends, God. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a lot. I think it's like something like. Between like six to ten million for him, but he did lead Celta in assists. So I thought he, six, he was having an okay five year. Five or
0: six, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought he was having an okay year. Uh, just again, I don't know if they have the money to spend for him. So he may return. Um, who else? There was Shumurdov, Uh That really, I don't think Spets are going to keep him, to be quite honest. Oh, no, so no. that was a dry loan, anyways. So yeah, we're gonna have a lot of players. As at least though we don't have Bionda and Koric. Their contracts are finally, finally done, and we don't have to hear about those players anymore, which I'm I'm super glad to hear.
0: That's one of two of last Monchi's signings, isn't it? Where in that crazy twenty eighteen mm-hmm. window. I don't think either any of them yes. played any minutes for Roma. They were just immediately out. No, nope,
1: eleven million to get Bionda and they paid him ridiculous wages and he never he was even struggling in like the French second league. Yeah, so, I think it
0: went to Nantes. Yeah. In, I, in France. Thank God. I I was yeah, I was yeah. excited for Ante Coric and then it just it turned out to be um I'm trying to think of other other primavera players that they they signed like Ponte, Tony Sanabria but Sanabria's done really well at Betis and now at Torino. It's just strange. That that window was just weird. And look, five, six years later, Reims still paying the consequences with still players on their butts because Robin Olsen is, he's, I think he's permanently an Aston Villa player now. So you don't yeah, have to worry is. about that. And they've got Conference League football. You've just got the returning three players Three, four players. I, I do feel that Vigne will be sold, and with that money, you could probably get Lorente because there's no very possible. Doubt.
1: I, I, I kind of hope for another loan because I, 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 I'm the one that I could see Lorente uh, like a good stop gap of one, two years. So if they can mm. get him for one more year on a loan, build around, you know, Indica. Smalling and uh, Mancini, Mancini and then work off of that for one year. And then next year, maybe get an improvement or get like a, cause at a certain point, Smalling is getting older too, right? So you yes, always have to yeah. think of a replacement. So I would hope I, I would want the just for the, just for the year. That would be me. I don't think I'd want to pay for him given his age. So, but that, I mean, that would be formidable. And then at least you don't have to worry about your back line and you can start worrying about the other positions. But if they can get some of the money from Clibert, Perez, maybe something on Shamoradoff in an exchange deal, uh, I think it will, uh, I think it will help them to, um, to fund the market. Plus, of course, you know, if we can attract free agent players like we're already doing with Awara and, uh, Endika.
0: Mm. And you just, like, maybe get, like, I'm just thinking in my head, Roma really need uh, probably six or seven players, would you agree? Like, maybe two strikers. If he does go to a 4 two, three, one you renew Al Sharari in a heartbeat. Oh, for down. sure. I don't uh, think he
1: will, though. But, yeah, signing Indica, Scott, to me, is a huge indication they're continuing with a three-back. Because I, I don't even remember the last time Indica played in a four-back. So.
0: No, because I think under uh, uh, the Frankfurt manager's name, it, it escapes me and I really, it does, because he's a former Wolfsburg manager. Uh, they, I think he's been playing 3-4-3 and they did so well in the Europa League and Champions League this season. Um, but yeah, uh, I look forward to him, Dicker. I think he's going to be a really good, exceptional player. Uh, maybe two wing-backs, another right wing-back and a left wing-back goalkeeper maybe another midfielder and two strikers
1: yeah that that would be suitable i i'm kind of hoping scott they would find i don't think he'll sign uh i think he's uh attracting a lot of interest elsewhere but i'm really hoping roma get a type of player like uh like wilford zaha i oh. i'm not gonna say him necessarily although i would love him he's out of contract i know he's out of contract but uh I saw reports before that uh, he's attracting a lot of interest from Saudi Arabia for sure big money and Champions League clubs. Of course we didn't make Champions League so it might hurt us but a player with his profile just a lot of speed and dribbling. I don't I don't feel Roma have really have that like someone who could stretch the defense out wide and beat a guy 1v1. I think besides Debala and now sharari but again he's getting older. I I don't feel Roma possess that quality. So a guy that's, you know, is like a Zaha type player whose main attributes are speed and dribbling. I I really hope they can find somebody like that. Maybe Sol will be it, or if they loan him out, they can find somebody. But I, I really hope they could find someone with those type of characteristics.
0: I think you might see Will Zaha staying in the Premier League, but joining another London-based club.
1: Maybe it's very team, possible,
0: yeah. Maybe a team that may have finished second in the Premier League.
1: Yeah, that would that would suit him for sure. They they definitely yeah. did that, so yeah, that can suit him.
0: If Roma made Champions League, I would have went to Crystal Palace and went here's some money for a a <laughs> yeah for Eze for Eze. I'd have went give uh, i How much is Eze? Just just do it because that is the type of player I would like to see at Real He's a street footballer, um, very easy on the eye, Guile, just... He's... He would be a dream to watch in Serie A. So would Zaha. Zaha would be... Because he's got the speed, he's got the directness. um, He gets under players' skin, and fans is... He riles up uh, players and fans. I, it'd be a, a, a good acquisition, but I would love to see Eze. In, in... I'm
1: I'm glad you mentioned Eze, but like uh, like a type of player like that, just is very direct, fast, fast, yeah, yeah, and and can and can beat a guy. I I think Roma's lost a lot of that quality when they lost players like uh, you know Gervinho, uh, Sala. I think they lost. Um, they lost a lot of ability in scoring over the years because they would never sign those type of players. You know, you have Dybala who can sort of dictate, playmake. Uh, Pellegrini can be played in multiple positions. But I think next to Dybala and the striker, having somebody like that would be would be phenomenal. I, I think that's something Roma has lacked for for a while. The last dynamic player I've seen like that, that had the pace as well, because Dybala, Dybala is... Quick, but he's more like agile and uh, like explosive. But he's not just speed, that's that's not Dibala's game. So he's um, he could he can do it, but he just doesn't have the raw pace. So I think Roma's Roma have been kind of like turning away from getting uh, people with uh, players sorry, with a lot of pace. Uh, I just want to see just a couple of them just to give defenses a different look. I think that's something that will help him. So someone like Eze would be. Phenomenal. Somebody else for wing back that I'll, I'll keep banging my head on. Scott, from like a, in a wing back role, Adama Traore. I'm telling you, cool. this guy in A as a wing back would dominate. Would dominate, and I don't even know if he'd cost much out of Wolves. I, I don't know. He's not really highly that valued, so I think he would be. A, he has the the he has the physique for it, the build. I know Mourinho can get him to come back on defense, but he would be phenomenal as a wing back. That guy with pace and power, that, that's exactly what you need as a wingback. And I think he'd be perfect suited for it. So just those type of players, if we can get a, like at least one or two just to change a bit of the way Roma looks, I think they can have a successful next season.
0: I know Wolves are having problems with FFP because they spent a lot of money on Cunha and a few other players in January. I think it was Lamina... Uh, the two Brazilian midfielders they signed. So I know they uh, bought Guedes um, for yeah. quite a bit of money too. They they they, they, so they loaned him out to Portugal. I think he went to Sporting Sporting Club to Portugal. Um, don't want to get heat on social media, but no, um, we've digressed quite a lot on transfer talk.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I can go on. Yeah. Sorry, I can go on all day with this. Uh, I no. like to to see like what type of teams Roma can have next year. I always like try to envision. It's just fun. Just fun to ramble about it.
0: That's why you should play football manager more often. Um thank you to the guys who sent sent in questions. Um yeah that's why you should play football manager more. You would you would have an absolute ball with it with players that you can sign. Um but yeah, uh Jerry, do you have anything more else to add before I wrap up?
1: No, I think I uh, I rambled enough for uh, this pod. I'll keep uh, more of my thoughts for the uh, end of season review.
0: Yeah, we'll be hopefully set a date for the end of season review. It'll be sometime next week. Um, this is the final pod of the season, bar the season review. That will hopefully come out next week. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure doing about 90 million podcasts this season, especially with pre and post World Cup. Um, After the season review, I'm taking about four weeks off. Sam Sam Rubio is going to step into the hot seat, do some AS Roma Feminina stuff while I'm away, taking a well-deserved break from podcasting. It's been a very, very long season. We started in July had the World Cup, done the Europa League I think from February onwards we've done a podcast every 3-4 days by the international break and it's got quite taxing Uh, but I've loved it and I'm looking forward to next season but um, guys you can follow us at TheModcast.com find our previous episodes 204 episodes on on the website you can find us on uh, all the podcast platforms so Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Joey, thank you very much for waffling on the both of us for the last hour and five minutes. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm popping off the bed because I'm absolutely cooked. I'm starting to flag at the, at the end. I'm shattered. This last three days have absolutely killed me in Rome and I'm looking forward to sleeping in my own bed.
1: <laughs> I, uh, Thanks again for having me, Scott, and I wish you a good night's rest after that long uh, but uh, adventurous Roma trip.
0: If I came home yesterday, it would have been a disaster. Thank God I stayed an extra day, but hopefully we'll be back next week with a season review, uh, and then Sam will be taking over for a couple of weeks, maybe a month uh, during my might not just a break. I'm not leaving, guys. I'm just taking a well-deserved break. It's been taxing. I've got some family stuff to sort out. Uh, yeah, just just enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy the Conference League final. May have another Italian winner. Champions League final. Serie B playoffs. Serie a, Serie a relegation playoffs. Football season's upon almost over. We could all take a break and enjoy the silly season of the Calcio Macato. Ciao. Ciao.